today we are, we are about to start a new talk series, all right? But, but uh, just a quick question. How many of you really enjoy uh, learning from God's Word while, that, while you have been journeying with Zealous? Show of hands, show of emojis. Uh, and, and, I hope, and I hope that is not just to say uh, yes to me for the sake of it. But come on, if God has ministered to you through the Word... Uh, show of hands if you have been impacted, your spiritual lives have been grown. You know, this is, this is really an affirmative way for us to understand that we are going on in the right direction. When God's word comes to us, when God speaks to us, and uh, there's one thing of God speaking, but there's a whole other thing when you and me receive that word and put it into practice, right? And talking about practice, this entire month, I'm excited I'm really excited to, to kind of uh, break this whole New Talk series to you. I'm calling this one F-I-L-W-P. I don't know if you guys got uh, updates from Zealous today about the New Talk series. And if you're wondering what that whole thing means, we'll just dive into it. But I got to, I got to take you back to the promise verse before we dive into our New Talk series, okay? And while I was last year, while I was uh, really studying uh, on, the, on the promise and just seeking God as to God, I know for sure that when you give a promise, you don't just give it out of, you know, out of thin air. You, you mean something. Uh, and, and it's your true intent that, that when every single child of God receives that promise, you want to make sure that God wants to make sure that He brings it into fruition a hundredfold, right? A hundred percent, not not sixty percent, not forty percent, not seventy, but a hundred percent that that word becomes real and that word comes alive. And while I was just meditating on a promise that we that we have received and we are holding on to this year, I, I there's this phrase that was dropped in my mind, and and I know that it was it was unusual because when I tell you the phrase, you you kind of will know why I'm saying that. But for the next few weeks, we're going to be journeying and we're going to be learning about uh, uh, what God really wants to do in our lives. And I, and I say this with, with uh, utmost faith and utmost belief that for some of you, this is going to come as a brilliant encouragement. For some of you, this is going to come up as a challenge. For some of you, this is even going to be a reminder of some of the things that you have been doing because uh, it's, it's about to do with your choices, it's about to do with your decisions uh, that you need to live by if you and me have to be the radiant ones that God is calling each of us to be. We are the radiant ones. Can somebody put that up in chat? We are the radiant ones. And if you guys want to join the call on, on Zoom and just be a part of the chat to know what jokes are happening over there, feel free to do that as well. Uh, we are the radiant ones. Amen? We are the radiant ones. And, and in case some of you have forgotten that scripture, let me take you back to the promise that we are holding on to this year, where the psalmist says in Psalm 34, verse 4 and 5, and he says, I prayed to the Lord and He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. And this is the key one. Those who look to Him for help will be, come on guys, help me, will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. And, and coming back to that phrase that I started telling you about, right? Uh, it's, it's actually a guide when it comes to our journey of radiance. Can you guys say that? A guide. It's a guide for our journey of radiance. And I want to bring all of us in on that one. And like I said, we're going to be talking about F-I-L, 
WP. And this is the phrase that, was, that, that kind of just popped in my head when I was meditating on Psalm 34, uh, verses, these, these few verses. For the next few weeks, starting today, we're going to be talking about falling in love with the process. Falling in love with the process. And, and uh, I touched on this the first Sunday a bit, you know, when we met in person uh, on the first Sunday of this year. I touched on it, but, but I was really challenged and, and I felt God really kind of stir things up for us to come back and kind of learn more from this particular phrase uh, in verse 5 where it says like, look to Him. You know, those who look to Him, that's what the verse 5 says, right? Those who look to Him. That right there is the core emphasis of our talk series. One of the core emphasis of our talk series for this month. See, because I don't know if you have heard this, but I want to I tell you this. Goals are sometimes overrated, right? You know why I say that? I know you guys are giving me a straight face because some of, most of the times I've been like, hey, you know, we have a promise, we have a goal, let's, let's go for it. But... Sometimes, goals are overrated, man. Uh, go back and read your New Year resolutions. You know what I, exactly what I mean by that, right? Goals are overrated because we can list down great goals and, and, and things that we want to do every year, but, but do absolutely nothing about it. And I, and I love uh, this quote by John Maxwell. It says that most people have uphill goals and downhill habits. Most people have uphill goals and downhill habits. See, the thing is, to see those goals become a reality, we need some action. Can you guys say action? action. Yeah, we need some action. We, we need some, 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 we need a process for those goals to come alive, you know. Uh, I know some of you on this call and I know some of you on this process uh, uh, over here in this space who are all about the process, right? I mean, I can... Pick up two people right away, Vipin and Mamta, right? They're, they're all about the process. You know, for, for them, the big dreams don't matter, right? No, no matter how ambitious your idea is, no matter how big your idea is, and Ash is living with Mamta, so Ash kind of gets an idea of this every single time. No matter the biggest goal that you would have in your life, we all need a process. See, because every goal has a process. Every goal that we set have a process. And some of the most insane goals in your life are only accomplished by intentional steps. By intentional steps. And the promise for zealous of being the radiant ones is has, that, that promise also has a process. The promise for you and me to be the radiant ones that God wants us to be needs to go through a process. It involves you and me making some healthy choices. It involves you and me uh, acting out of immediate obedience. It involves you and me living a disciplined life in, in different areas. And we're going to be looking at the role of spiritual disciplines in our journey of living out the promise of being the radiant ones. This entire month, I believe God really wants to challenge us when it comes to certain spiritual principles that we need to adapt as we decide to build and mature in our Christian faith. And, and like I said, I love this quote about, that, that I just quoted from John Maxwell. I also love Paul's encouragement to Timothy. 
You know, Timothy was this young guy who, who was so passionate about, you know, spreading the gospel, reaching out to the people during his time. And he, he was this young, passionate teen, uh, youngster, not teenager, sorry. He was this young, passionate guy who was all about planting churches, having the gospel impact or wherever Paul took him and uh, wherever Paul sent him as well. And Paul is writing, you know, where he's reminding this to Timothy, if you read, First uh, Timothy chapter 4, and we're going to be reading these eight verses where Paul gives this brilliant reminder and this instruction to Timothy. This is what he says. And I think the times, uh, there's a long time gap between when this was written and yeah, we'll just wait for it. I think you guys can still hear me. Thumbs up on the, on the, on the Zoom chat if you guys can still hear me. Show of emojis, please. Okay, there you go. That's good. All right, so I'm going to continue reading the, 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 the verses until then. And this is Timothy, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 to 8. But the Holy Spirit explicitly and unmistakably declares that in latter times, some will turn away from their faith. Paying attention instead to deceitful and seductive spirits and doctrines of demons. Misled by the hypocrisy. Thank you, guys. Thank you, God. Right? Okay, let's, let's, let's read that from the beginning. Uh, 1 Timothy 4.1 But the Holy Spirit explicitly and unmistakably declares that in the later times, some will turn away from their faith paying attention instead to deceitful and seductive spirits of, and doctrines of demons. Misled by the hypocrisy of liars, whose consciences are seared as with a branding iron, who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from certain kinds of foods, which God has created to be gratefully shared by those who believe and have a clear knowledge of the truth. For everything God has created is good. And nothing is to be rejected if it is received with gratitude. For it is sanctified by means of the word of God and prayer. And if you point these instructions to, to, to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, constantly nourished through study on the words of faith and the good Christian doctrine which you have closely followed. And I love these last two verses. He says, but have nothing to do with ir irreverent folklore and silly myths. On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness, keeping, that is keeping yourself spiritually fit. And Neeraj would love verse 8. For, for physical training is of some value, but godliness, that is spiritual training. Oh, I've got Ash in the room as well. Ash, you'll love verse 8 as well. For physical training is of some good value, but godliness, that is spiritual training, is of value in everything and in every way, since it holds promise for the present life and for the life to come. That's what we're going to be looking on, uh, looking at for the next few minutes. And God, we just want to pray right now that you would anoint our conversation this evening. Holy Spirit, that you would continue to speak to us, to the, to the needs of our heart, to the needs of our soul. Because Lord, you definitely know them better than I do. And so I pray, Lord, let your word come uh, and, and reach out to us in those areas where we need it the most. In Jesus' name, we pray. 
Amen. You know, I want to lay the ground for this month, even as we are going to be talking about uh, this, this talk series, Falling in Love with the Process. I know it's a long, lengthy name for you guys to remember. That's why we've kind of shortened it out. But I hope by the end of this, we can really learn to enjoy the, 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 the truths of Christian life from the lens of this verse 7 and 8, where he says that, you know, and where he says, verse 7, where he says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. For the purpose of godliness. See, a life of discipline is a life that is lived with purpose. A life of discipline is a life that is lived with purpose. A life of discipline is a life of immense value. And, and I know that this is, this is meant for us as a community because I have to tell you, I've been, I've been in that place where you can talk about goals, you can talk about dreams, and you can talk about ambitions, and, just, and all that is, is just a talk. You know, I've, I've, I've been in that place where you can, you can cook up the best dreams and the best goals and everything, but you do nothing, and you just wait for those goals to fall in your lap. I, I'm sorry, some of the times it just doesn't work that way. And, and I love that about our Christian faith, that it's not that everything falls in place when you say yes to Jesus. Well, the most important decision when you give your life to Christ, that is when you are saved, when you confess, when you believe that He is the one true living God. Most of that is done, but that is just the starting point, right? Salvation is just the starting point of your most adventurous life you will ever encounter. And, and most of us, we think that, okay, I want to settle when it comes to salvation. I want to stop. I want to kind of take it easy after that because, yeah, I'm saved. I know I've done my part of, of saying sorry or uh, repenting from the wrong things that I did once upon a time. Well, I think God expects more from us. Can you say God expects more from me? God expects more from me. And see, I don't know about you, but I've had this, this fear or I have had to face this awkwardness when, it, when we talk about discipline, right? I mean, every time I, in our context, in Jewies and my context these days, discipline is like a, like a threat for Elia right now. You know, the word discipline, because then every time she, she, she's about to get hyper excited or when she does something that she's not supposed to do, both you and me say, okay, Elia, you better behave, otherwise we're going to discipline you. So, which brings me to ask you, what are some of the thoughts that you have had, or what some of the experiences you have had with this word discipline? Because let me be, I'm sure each of us have a reference point to this word. You know, the immediate thoughts that pop up in your head when you hear the word discipline. And the, the pressure kind of becomes even more when we talk about spiritual discipline. Anybody been there? Man, I'm talking to a bunch of two holy people, man. Uh, let me see what's happening on chat over here, okay? Right, and uh, it's, it's crazy because I don't know about you, but I struggled when it comes to spiritual discipline in my earlier walk. And I was like, man, I really don't know. You guys talk about it so big. It sounds so mystical. It sounds so like this religious thing, that this spiritual thing that you need to be. What does it all look like? And we're going to be going into that. But I'm not going to talk about the, the specific spiritual disciplines because I want to lay out the purpose for why spiritual discipline is there. And Paul kind of picks on that. He says, discipline yourself for the purpose of what? For the purpose of godliness. For the purpose of godliness. See, on, on one hand, when you're talking about this tension that, that arises, on one hand, we understand that the most robust uh, discipline process will not make us godly 
or will not make us holy because the scriptures are very clear that the that holiness is a gift from god can you can you say that holiness is a gift from god it says in first thessalonians 5 and verse 23 it says may the god of peace and harmony set you apart making you completely holy i love the word completely over here can you guys say that it's completely it's not partially it it doesn't say making you holy on sundays it doesn't say making you holy during connect groups it doesn't say making you holy during community prayers or wait a minute it doesn't say making you holy during when you're taking communion but it says what completely holy and may your entire being that is spirit soul and body be kept completely flawless in the appearing of our lord jesus the anointed one the writer of hebrews also says this in in hebrews chapter 2 verse 11 where he says jesus the holy one makes us holy jesus the holy one makes us holy as sons and daughters we now belong to him uh, him his same father so he is not ashamed or embarrassed to introduce us as his brothers and sisters so you see holiness is a gift from god so this is one thing we understand that no matter what kind of spiritual disciplines that we tend to follow it's not because of our works but because of jesus and jesus alone that we can even attempt for a life of godliness and on the other side this is also our responsibility it is also your responsibility it is my responsibility to make sure that we further the process of becoming a god centered person and that is possible when you and me adapt spiritual disciplines that is possible when you and me adapt spiritual habits on a regular basis so you see there's while we're living in this tension let me let me help you and maybe ease this out for you that living a god centered life is a lifelong pursuit living a god centered life is a lifelong pursuit it's not something that happens overnight i wish it was true i would love i would love to know that person who says yeah i'm a, i'm i'm like totally a godly person i'm totally a holy guy uh i would like to know hey what's your hack <laughs> please tell me because the bible is clear about about how this journey because it is journey it's it's not a destination holiness a life of holiness is not a destination it's a journey because we go from faith to faith we go from strength to strength that's what the scriptures say right and what i believe what god wants to do today as we begin this talk series is that god wants to redeem and god wants to change the narrative of how some of us look at these words of how some of us look at these phrases when you and me hear the word or hear the phrase spiritual disciplines i don't know about you but in my early days of my christian faith i've stayed away from that phrase because i thought it's the most boring thing to do you know i mean i'm good i i sign up for sundays i sign up for helping out in church i sign up for being a part in any team that you want me to be a part of i'll do that but spiritual discipline i i think it's for the you know the elderly folks you know who can sit and meditate and sit and do all of that i don't know about you i had those those notions okay and so but what god wants to do tonight zealous in our lives is he wants to change that narrative because what god he wants to redeem some of the definitions that you and me have had for all this while he wants to kind of rewrite some of the narratives in your life you know because your story of shame is rewritten as a story of hope and strength in jesus christ 
You know, your, your experience of hurt and regret is rewritten by Jesus as a story of restoration for someone else. Your, your doubts and your fears have been turned into markers for you that help you see God's faithfulness and help you see God's goodness and the presence of Jesus Christ in your life. Because let me tell you something, Jesus is brilliant at rewriting the narratives of your life. Jesus and Jesus alone has the power to do that. And he's so good at it. And if your understanding of, of the spiritual discipline or as a, as a Christ follower or as a Christian is one that is kind of this grim or this tight-lipped, this joyless, half-robot kind of thing, kind of a person, you know, who's like too self-righteous, I think you've got a very wrong notion. At least I had. I don't know about you. That's the notion I had when... when and I was thinking about spiritual disciplines. But can I tell you this? Jesus was the most disciplined man when he lived on the face of the earth. You know, Jesus was the most disciplined man, yet he was so passionate. Yet he was so joyful. Yet he was so, so full of life. He is the best example of discipline. And, and it's your privilege and my privilege that we look to Him when it comes to developing our spiritual disciplines. We don't look to some person. We don't look to, we don't look to like this one idol or, or this one influence or things like that. Let me tell you, look to Jesus for your example of developing an appetite for spiritual discipline. He's the best one. He's the best one because, you know, I'm telling you, people fail. People will let you down. One day they're, they're, your, they're your idols. One day they're, they're the ones who influence you. Next season of your life, they're not the same anymore. But that's not the case with Jesus. And I love the scriptures that, that they, scriptures always encourage us to, to fix our gaze, to fix our eyes on Jesus. And, and that's what I want us to do, that this series, the, through these practices and through these, through these things that God wants to deposit in our hearts, that we would learn to cultivate these habits that bring you and me closer in our walk with Jesus. That these habits and these disciplines would not just be another checklist, but the purpose of those spiritual disciplines is important. The purpose, not just the process, but the purpose. Because let me tell you this, every, like I said, every goal has a process, but every process has a purpose. Every process has a purpose. Every process has a purpose. So whatever spiritual disciplines and whatever habits that we're going to be looking into going forward into this week, into this month, it's not just that, that particular discipline that, that is the highlight, but the process and the, the, the purpose behind that discipline is so important. And as we begin these conversations over, over the next few weeks about cultivating and building an appetite for spiritual disciplines and spiritual habits, I want to just leave you today with these three simple things that are going to be your markers, that are going to help you build this appetite. And, and I hope if you, if you can write this down because these are the three basic things that I want to help you with. Three, three powerful things that are really going to challenge you to build an appetite for spiritual disciplines. The first one is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you, the scripture is very clear that the role of the Holy Spirit is to be your helper. 
is to be that companion who will who will lead you and guide you through every single phase of your life and it's also the holy spirit that will produce within you the desire the hunger and the power for these disciplines that lead us to godliness that lead us to a god-centered life it is the holy spirit so my simple question to you is how is your relation when it comes to knowing and understanding and experiencing the person of the holy spirit because it's not a mystical thing he is a real person and he desires that he steps into your life and becomes the helper becomes the one who's your comforter becomes the one who's your counselor who will lead you and guide you through every decision every roadblock every challenge and help you also build that appetite i love how second timothy also in in this verse it says and i read this right I, i've read this verse a couple of times i've read this verse quite a number of times and i'm sure some of you have read this it says that for god did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear but he has given us a spirit of power and love and of sound judgment and there you go and what and personal discipline i have to say I used to I became so familiar with this verse and like some of you would have done yeah God has not given me a spirit of fear and and what what's the other one spirit of cowardice and spirit of fear but he has given me a spirit of sound mind and love right and we stopped there I don't know about you I used to stop there unless, until like I went back and I saw this and and I was like I was like wow discipline personal discipline that is something but i i think we we need this in this season we need it in this season that we are in as a church as a community we need that person discipline see it's the holy spirit who births the desire and teaches us to pursue holiness in our daily lives it's the holy spirit so the so the so the first one is the role of the holy spirit that helps you build an appetite for those spiritual disciplines and habits so i want to i want to just say this to some of you maybe it's been a while since you've had a conversation with the person of the holy spirit or you've allowed yourself to think that okay christianity is just just this you know things that i do on sunday can i can i encourage you allow the holy spirit to reach out to you and develop that relationship that healthy communion with the holy spirit because he is the one who will help you the second thing that i want to challenge you or or rather that that helps us build an appetite is a community is a community i i can't stress on this enough i i think i've been saying this in different ways over the last couple of weeks we are not designed for isolation and and an appetite and a desire for spiritual discipline cannot be practiced in isolation we need each other we we need each other see because if if you are saying you're growing in your relationship with god and if that growth is something that you are seeing as just by yourself i think there's something wrong with that equation because growth in your personal time with god does not justify your absence in a local community I know for for some of you you're going to be like hey Ninad I need my own space. I was okay, do that. But I'm sorry if you want to really grow in a healthy way in your spiritual life, it cannot be in isolation. 
it needs to be in a community it needs to be in a community so i want to encourage you find those people that that can help you grow yourself because let let's be real we are not perfect we all have issues we all have issues i have issues i i need people who i can bank on and and i can't just say okay i have my my quiet time going i have got my devotion going i've got everything going i attend church i give financially i don't need a community you are living in a bubble that's going to burst any minute my friend because people who are active in a local community help us build strong relationships help us build strong disciplines because you know why there's this bond of friendship there's this bond of unity there's this bond where people can call the the if i can use this word who who can call out the nonsense that sometimes you just hold on to you need those kind of people who speak the truth into your life you need people who who not just quotes scriptures to you but you need people who tell you hey man you're not you're not doing this right i think you need to think it over again do you have those people in your life do you have those people in your life get involved in a community get involved trust build that accountability there's no harm when you learn to be vulnerable to people i'm not asking you to be stupid I'm asking you to be apply wisdom when you're being vulnerable as well but we need a community because we are stronger and we are better when we are in a community and and the last one I don't know if you can associate yourself to this but if you really want to build an appetite and a hunger for spiritual discipline there's going to be struggle and suffering involved in your journey as a Christ follower. Uh yeah. There is an element of struggle in Christian living. And there's beauty in that. There's beauty in that pain. There's beauty in that loss. There's beauty in that suffering. There's beauty in that in that time where where we just don't know what to do. Where where we are hurting, where we where we feel like oh my god, have you abandoned me? That suffering that 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 moment or that season of suffering that moment or that season of loss is essential for you to not fall back but fall into the hands and of Jesus Christ who will help you build that appetite to trust in the holy spirit even more so the holy spirit a community and the emphasis of struggle and suffering these are the three indicators that really help you build that strong appetite for spiritual disciplines to for the practice of spiritual disciplines to take place i don't know if i'm speaking to somebody tonight but i know for sure that this month i want to i want to really use this this content that that god is really depositing for all of us it is not just meant for a few of us i want to encourage you if you have been living your christian life for one year two years five years 10 years but still have not cultivated spiritual habits and disciplines there is something missing in our life we're missing out on the joy of our communion with the true living god we are missing out on 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 how jesus wants to shape us and take us towards living that life which is a god centered life which is a godly life because let me tell you this the call for a god centered life is a mandate for every christ follower it's not an option holiness is not an option 
the first time i heard it i was like yeah of course it's an option because i thought god is a god of grace you know so like i can do my own thing i can i can keep coming before god and ask for forgiveness because of course he's a god of grace so he has to forgive me he is a god of grace but he is also a just god he is also a god who is holy and who says that be holy for i am holy and i want to challenge you people i want to challenge myself that zealous if you want to do the same things that we have been doing over the last 2 3 years let's not adapt any spiritual disciplines let's not build on any spiritual habits but if zealous wants to be the community that is the radiant one if people all of us want to be the people that are the radiant ones if we want to look to him that looking to him comes with the habits of developing our spiritual appetite how long will we just be okay with starters and appetizers man when it comes to christian living it's time to go in for the main course it's time to dive in for the for the for the real meat that the scriptures talk about it's time to kind of build that appetite to build those disciplines to build to to train ourselves to discipline ourselves to live as a christ follower that jesus has asked us to be so zealous let's learn to fall in love with the process let's learn to to really allow the holy spirit to shape our thoughts allow the holy spirit to to correct you where you need correction allow the holy spirit to to kind of train you where you need training allow the community to embrace your weaknesses allow the community to encourage you allow the community and the people around you to really build you up to the person that god has called you and made you to be and don't run away from struggle don't don't run away from your suffering don't run away from those losses don't bury them under the carpet always don't try to say that you can handle it by yourself because the truth is you can't you're going to break someday and when that happens i hope and i pray that you have a community and you have your relationship strong with jesus christ who can hold it all together so i want to challenge you by closing with first peter and these few verses where he says prepare your minds for action and exercise self control put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world and so you must live as God's obedient children don't slip back into your old ways living to satisfy your own desires you didn't know any better then you didn't know any better then can somebody put that up in chat you didn't know any better then Can somebody say this with me you didn't know any better then you didn't know any better then and I love what verse 15 says but now you must be holy in everything you do just as God who chose you is holy for the scriptures say you must be holy because I am holy We're so glad you've been listening in If you'd like to know more about us follow us on Insta @zelispune or visit us online at zelis.community